Yeah, so the Muslims, they hear about this, they go to see Muhammad, and there's this amazing whitewashing Muhammad scene where they're like, hey, Mo, we all know you are super anti-violence and all, but... Um, <laughs> that's a lot of scratch. <laughs> yeah, right, well, that's the thing. They've got nothing to really say here, but, you know, we could rob the fuck out of these people if we just killed them, huh? And Mo's like, yeah, okay. And Muhammad <laughs> is like, on one hand, non-violence, on the other hand, all our Tupperware... <laughs> I'm going to go with the Tupperware. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, unless, of course, we're feeling a little depressed and figured suicide would be a huge hassle, in which case we choose a Muslim movie instead. Don't worry, guys, that wasn't a suicide joke. That was a homicide <laughs> joke. I'm your host, No Illusions, and Heath's not here, but, you know, he's got bone spurs or something. He, he had a note. Uh, but sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm fantastic, Noah. A uh, quick note, if you wouldn't mind just saying, like, Eli Bosnick, he's super-duper funny. Just, like, work that in every time you say my name from now on. It means a lot to me. Humor and laughter be upon him, yeah. And, of course, we're also happy to welcome back two of our favorite guest masochists. Sitting some undetermined number of miles in some direction or another are the hosts of the Gatheist Manifesto podcast, Kelly and Ari. Kelly, Ari, welcome back. So glad to have you back. Thank why did you, you come so back? I mean, why would you do this again? Because I fucking hate myself. Come on. <laughs> you didn't even give us a gay movie. What is this shit? Right. It's almost like we're actual people. This is weird. I don't, I don't know how to handle this. Okay. Yeah, sorry. We, we will work harder to tokenize you later. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us, Ari, what will we be breaking down today? First of all, it's Heath. Uh, second of all, <laughs> uh, we watched Remember Me Fondly. Wait, no, that is the title of the document. That's not the movie that we watched. And I can't tell if that's there because Eli was too lazy to change the title after you changed the movie or if it was literally a goodbye message from Eli as he lay dying from this movie related causes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the latter. <laughs> so what we really watched was Muhammad, the last prophet. It's an animated movie about a ragtag group of daydream believers who choose to devote their lives to a possessed floating camera Follow it into war for literally no fucking reason, except that the camera one time told them that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And that that did turn out to be true. I don't know. I, I didn't get this movie. Yeah, it's a hard one to get. Um, all right. Uh, keeping the uh, question simple, then, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love mass slaughter by Warrior Kings, but you want a cutesy way to sell it to kids... You will love this movie. It's uh, Genghis Cars 3. <laughs> it's Dr. Mengele McStuffins. It's, it's, <laughs> Mengele's it's movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get around the obvious question that's probably floating around the listeners' minds right now is like, how can you have a cartoon about Muhammad? Aren't they not allowed to draw or show Muhammad? Or we even wondered the same apparently thing. Apparently, hire Korean animators to draw or show Muhammad? <laughs> they, and and the and the answer is no, they can't. They're not also not allowed to have him speak. So whenever Mohammed absolutely is required for the story, we get him in a POV shot. 
and other people have to talk about what he said. Like the narrator will say, and then Mohammed answered, this is me, the narrator talking now, just telling you the quote. <laughs> you got him and fucking it, oh. bouncing around as he's walking, the camera's shifting all over the place. <laughs> right, yeah, no, like he, at one point, he literally shakes his head no, and the camera moves back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking silly. And then also, apparently there's a mini boss of Muslim in here too, who also can't be shown. But he can be heard. <laughs> he can be heard and represented by a bow, which means yeah, right. He's and a bow in his and peripheral vision. Well, yeah. At one point, a sword in his peripheral, and at one point in the movie, these two characters have to meet. <laughs> it's fucking insane. I am, um, I am glad they did it this way, though, because seriously, when Eli sent me the link and was like, "This is the movie we're doing," I was like, "We're gonna get fucking murdered for Gamcast." Sweet. Like, I am really. Oh, we're glad still that- gonna get. We're still gonna get murdered. Trust me. Yay. <laughs> But what I love about that is I, I looked this up because I was like, okay, why can't you show the brother? And it was just like, some people don't like showing any members of Muhammad's family. So, you know, don't fuck around because they take that shit serious. It's not Buddhist, yeah, all right? Exactly. You can make a Buddha dressed as Santa and fuck it. They don't care. I'm just saying <laughs> stick with the bow. Well, and, and and the other thing that the other restriction that the... um that the religion draws in in constructing the script is that whenever they say the word Muhammad, okay. they have to follow it up with peace and blessings be upon him. Yeah! <laughs> and that gets comical like six minutes in. Oh, it's, it's 21 times. I counted them. Yeah. Fucking, oh, 20, <laughs> fucking 21 times. <laughs> I'm just saying, Amazing. I know how Jordan Peterson feels at this point. right? Oh, <laughs> Oh my God! I got it. Muhammad is something we upon him. I'm, I'm just trying to get through a sentence. It's too much. It's too much. Not all prophets. All right. So, uh, anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I'm not sure if this counts as a best worst, but this was the only thing that came to mind for this. Is the best worst realization halfway through the movie that oh wait the bad guys in this movie are doing exactly what the good guys in this movie will do after the events of this movie are over. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Best worst sugarcoating maybe. The whole movie is about how the Muslims are being oppressed and called infidels and being uh, <laughs> slaughtered for their religious beliefs. Well, that turned out a little funny, let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> it's actual good. irony. I've got some bad news. Uh, I'm going to go with best worst nervous catchphrase. Uh, Noah spoiled this already, but again, the the narrator, even you can tell even the guy doing the voice acting has trouble working it in sometimes. And he's like, and then the prophet, peace and something be upon him, finished all the lentils. And I was like, prophet, peace and something be upon him. Are you serious, man? I said that I was putting those in the fridge. I put my name right on it. But the prophet, peace and something be upon him, was like, well, you have to your food more clearly. I, I don't want to get into it. I was just imagining the narrator voice actor in the booth with the director directing him to say peace and blessings be upon him about 27 different times in different affectations. They just splice it in. Peace and blessings be upon him. Peace and blessings be upon him. Peace and blessings be upon him. With a a gun against his head? We'll take care of it in post. (laughs) Oh, God, it should have just been like a really bassy black guy's voice that cut in every time he had to say that or something. That would have been awesome. I've got a, I've got best worst Braveheart parody. <laughs> Cartoon Braveheart parody. Yes. 
Wait, wait, no. Okay, so I have to ask. I literally have to ask. Do you mean the Braveheart-style battle scenes that are unintentionally parodied, or do you mean the point in the movie where someone is tortured a la the final scene of Braveheart? It's both, because if you look at... <laughs> we'll, we'll get into this later, but if you look at the background of Braveheart during some of the battle scenes, you can tell the guys are just like, oh, it's a sword. It's a sword. <laughs> and, like, and, and some of these animated... And some of these animated guys are like that super that excited about their fighting it's great <laughs> yeah it's amazing when even the animated characters aren't taking the movie seriously <laughs> <laughs> all right well judging by the general sense of humor muslims have about their religion who knows how the fuck much longer we've got so we're gonna keep the break brief and when we come back we'll dive into all the bodlerized hentai pov porn that is muhammad the last prophet hey Callie, ari thanks so much for coming back on the show again Hey, no problem. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here, guy. Yeah, sorry. Noah, his hair is super awesome. We'll be here in a second. I guess he his hair is super awesome. Is just like running behind. I'm not sure if Lucinda what, is. What? What, what? what are you doing? What? The, the hair thing? Why do you keep saying that thing about Noah's hair? Which is true, but why do you keep saying it? Oh, he uh, his hair is super up and just prefers it. Like, a nice little sign of respect, you know? Like, totally up to you if you want to do it. I'm just um, saying. Okay. I I guess. Mm, yeah, sure. Whatever Noah likes. His hair is super awesome. What? Nothing. <laughs> so, Muhammad. What's up, fellas? Uh, we were just thinking. Um, we're um, we're worried people are gonna worship images of you because you're so awesome. Oh, they are. Yeah, that totally. So we were thinking maybe it might be best if we made a rule that nobody draw you or do mean imitations of your voice. <clears throat> I mean, represent your voice. Oh, good thinking. But um, what about all my tasteful nudes? Yeah, those are going to have to go. Oh. I'm, I'm going to keep mine, though. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this movie off by spreading the blame around a little bit. Uh, this movie was approved by the Council of Al-Azhar Al-Sharif Islamic Research Academy and the Supreme Islamic Shiite Council of Lebanon, motherfuckers. So go after them. They said it was okay. Was it one of <laughs> Here's a reason why the credits, spoiler alert, are all fake names. They're just like, I just, <laughs> I, I, my name's Timmy Timerson. <laughs> We'll get to it. Jim Smith Arif. Yeah, yeah right. Is right. the editor. Thomas Smith. We're not buying it, dude. We're not buying it. <laughs> also, they, they come up right away and they're like, and don't worry, we're not going to show Muhammad. I know you guys sometimes kill people first, assuming maybe that that's what that was supposed to be in that cartoon. We will not show him at all. He's yeah. going to be yep, like a have, peanuts They have a whole corona. disclaimer there. Yeah. And, and it's also, if you, if you look at the name of the company, I had to know, like, what the hell else have these people made? And so uh, they've also brought us such fine films as The Right Choice Moral Stories, The Needy, The Greedy Moral Stories, and The Cow of the Children of Israel. So, like, once you get through this movie, you're gonna want more. So, like, there's your starting place. Tell me more about this cow. I just want to say I felt very attacked by the cow of the children of Israel. I've lost a lot of weight lately. I've been working on the core. It's hurtful. Yeah, but it was a good documentary. 
Um, so we, we, we get all of our various disclaimers, please don't kill us, et cetera. And then we get the credits and the credits are coming out of sand. So my first note is you're a racist. I'm just telling you what happened in the movie. <laughs> All right. So now we, we move over. We check in with the uh, with the Kaaba, which is apparently decked out for the pride parade. I uh, like it. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Well, usually when I see it, it's just an ugly black rock. It's got all these pretty uh, rainbow colors on it this time. And I just want to be clear that from the first second of this movie, you are made aware that animated is a strong word for what this movie is. <laughs> it's, some, it's somewhere between flip book and animated. It's not <laughs> flip book, but it's definitely not animated. Yeah. When it, it first came up, I was I was kind of impressed. I was like, whoa, this is this is Muslim Aladdin. It doesn't look so bad. And then when you look closely, it's a little bit jerky on the animation, especially in the battle scenes, which we will get to later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they hired the guy that Disney tried to euthanize like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, the the thing is is the animation looks like it's gonna be like straight up good until there are humans moving, and then you're like, oh no. No, it's going to be uh, South Park. You very much walk away from this going, oh, at some point in the negotiations, someone said, okay, well, what if it's not 60 frames a second? What if it's uh, 10 frames a second? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I guess. And they were like, cool. All right. We're talking. Now we're talking. Good. <laughs> so so in this herky-jerky fashion, we, we see a family. They're bringing their lamb to the market. The little kid is super stoked. She gets to sell her lamb, I think. Oh, God, this kid. I was simultaneously freaked out and really inspired by this child because they look like they're about 10 years old. And I'm saying they because I can't tell whether it was a girl or a boy. And so I think this child might be my gender. <laughs> <laughs> but they they look to be somewhere around 10 years old. But the voice is a three-year-old. It's creepy. Yeah, like, impossibly hey, squeaky. On, mommy? Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and it, it felt an awful lot like a 31-year-old dude just got, you know, they're like, also read for the kid. What? <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so they, they pass a bum in the street. The bum doesn't look well. And he, he turns to the little girl and he's like, remember what the Quran teaches about charity? And I'm like, man, it's a good thing they didn't find a gay guy on the street corner or a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a very different opening for the movie. <laughs> They just look up onto the roof, see the guys that threw him off. You guys are doing great. <laughs> Doesn't look like he changed his mind down here. You might want to come get him again. That's in the book. But it was just a normal guy who wasn't any of those things. So instead, they used him as a project for their Muslim prosperity gospel. Yeah, right. Exactly. He does seem to look whiter than the other characters. And like, uh, like I'm thinking from the point of view of this movie, that makes him bad. So, like, they're helping the poor white guy? Like, I don't know if that was intentional, but that was something that I thought about. What if Muslim movies have a magical white guy the way that Christian right. movies have a magical black guy? <laughs> we might be, you might be onto something here, so we'll have to watch some more and Muslim movies. most of movies. the bad guys looked pretty white. I don't know. She might That's, be right about that. Yeah, yeah. No, interesting. It's interesting. Dark and delightsome. Okay. So, yeah, so dad's like, don't, you, you know, we always have to be charitable and good son or daughter. I'm not exactly sure um, because that's how, you know, Muslims operate. And if we didn't do that, we'd be no better than those pagans that used to live here, used to live here, used to live here. So the rest of the film will be a flashback to that, right, to that story. I can't believe the pagans are the fucking bad guys in this movie. Like, 
maybe I'm just not well educated on the history of Islam, but since when have pagans been like evil murderous people? Aren't they usually just like smoking pot in the basement? Isn't that what they do? (laughs) All the pagans I've ever met. This would be, I want to redo this movie, but recast it with like the 2010s version of what a pagan means. And yeah, (laughs) the whole time they're just coming in there, murdering a bunch of people, dancing topless around a fire. It's like, fuck man, we were just doing a thing. Um, yeah, so we get a we get a flashback. Now, dad is apparently like first generation Muslim. Uh, this character's name is Malik. I'm telling you that movie doesn't tell us that we find out in act three that the guy's name is Malik. But anyway, so we have something to refer to him as. I'll just throw it out there. Um, and he used to be a poor kid that got robbed a lot. Yeah. And, and I, I love there's this scene where he's like. He's, he's got this money and this guy's trying to take his money because I guess he loaned him something. And he's like, I need this money. My family is hungry. And the guy's like, the dialogue is so bad. It's like, well, you should have thought of that before. But, dot, dot, before dot. what? <laughs> you decided to be born yeah, for <laughs> and need food. You should have thought about that before the unnamed backstory. God damn it. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to fill that in. Some of these parentheses are supposed to be filled in, guys. Yeah, so, it, but we're but we're basically supposed to see that this is just a, it was just a shitty, shitty time to be alive in Mecca before, you know, Islam. Uh, yeah, now it's awesome to be poor in the Middle East. Guys just come to your village and give you a job. You only have to do it once. It's yeah. the best. They take no care of your family. required. They have a really bad bullying problem in Mecca. Like you walk down the street with your lunch money and some bully pulls you into a hallway and takes it off you. That's, the adults really need to step in and do something here. That is exactly what they're... And of course, look, they're selling this to kids because that's what the kids are going to relate to. So yes, they have the bully on the street take his lunch money, literally. Um, but he unrobs himself and makes a run for it. And then we just run through a, like a series of plot device vices. <laughs> right. I love, I love there's like, and this is so like, I mean, they're just like pounding you over the head and you have this guy that's, oh, Mecca, thy name is kindness as like people are chasing each other with swords. Yes. And it's- <laughs> 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 right and he just he, he's like oh i'll hide in this whorehouse no how about this gambling parlor no how about this opium den no how about this dog fighting ring you know he literally runs into a room that's an arrowmancer and uh, so they're taking shots <laughs> at arrowmancer in this movie and he's like yes the arrows say you can go ahead and be a douche nozzle go for yes. it man what, what he specifically says is, no, go ahead and cheat the swordsmith. I'm like, yeah, what could go wrong with cheating the guy with all the swords? I'm. It, is aromancy a thing? Because I thought they heard tarot and the T just got clung to the last word or something. <laughs> Here's the so amazing I'm, thing. Aromancy is a thing, but it's based on where you shoot the arrows. It's not based on, like, pick an arrow, any arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we will learn throughout this movie that these guys suck at magic tricks. Um, we okay. So this is how bad it literally is. I couldn't have exaggerated it with all my dogfighting shit. He walks by a guy, and the guy turns to the other guy. He says, "All right, one more roll of the dice, and if you lose, you'll be my slave forever." That's how bad it was. Forget setting down your fucking hammer. That's how bad it was. These guys do not fuck around with their games. No shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they can't just bet a dollar or something. <laughs> Yeah, which brings up the question, what was that guy going to win? Yeah. Right? 
All right, well, if you roll, if you fail, then uh, you're my slave forever. But if you roll correctly, the robber is no longer on your square where you get all your wool. So, you know, <laughs> consider that. Yeah, so uh, Malik, finally, he, he gets away from the bad guys. He goes right to the bread place to buy some bread. But just as he's about to do that, somebody punches him and takes his lunch money anyway. And the guy who was going to get paid for the bread doesn't seem to be pissed that he doesn't have a customer. He's like, get up and go away. Yeah, right, right. You're poor now. (laughs) Apparently, I knew that the only money you had was what was in your hand in the moment. Yeah. So, okay. So now we're going to open this next scene. Now, I believe I'd have to go back and double check for sure, but I believe every other scene in this movie is going to start with a bunch of evil, greedy pagan priests sitting in an ostentatious greedy evil priest place yeah right it's very that's accurate it's very clear someone watched aladdin and was like who's your favorite character in aladdin i mean obviously jafar great so we've agreed we want nine (laughs) jafars and they're in every other scene in the movie yes we're on exactly the same page complete with pointy chins and well manicured facial hair yeah they all have the evil guy goatee yep it, it was pretty hard to tell them apart, except for the the drunk guy with the bushy beard. Are you saying they all look the same to you? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so uh, I, I am not the one who made the slaves black in this movie. Okay. <laughs> in in Ari's defense, I also felt like this movie was a racism test because not only are all the characters Middle Eastern, but they change outfits when they switch religions. And I'm like, no, 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 you stay green turban guy, or I will not know who you are anymore. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you, no movie. Shit. Well, that's also that also speaks to how bad the animators are. Let's be honest. You know, if that Korean animator thinks they all look the same, they all look the fucking same. (laughs) So also and this is this is something that they don't highlight a whole hell of a lot in their religion. But of course, the cartoon can't ignore it. The fact that before the Islamic religion existed, the pilgrimage to Mecca was already a thing. Like, doesn't that really highlight how bullshit their religion is? I did not fucking know that. And I was like, whoa. Like, so it's almost like this was a cultural tradition that was then adopted into the up and coming religion in order to appeal to more people. Yeah. Almost like that. But of course that, no. No, no, that would be like the Christians just adopting the day and calling it Christmas and pretending that Jesus was born that day. Yeah. This movie does a really good job of accidentally pointing out that Muhammad was like, I don't know. I like Mecca. (laughs) (laughs) Nice weather's there. There's this cheesecake place. Oh, I got to take you. I mean, there's always big lines, but I got to take you. So, yeah, that's why it's um, the center of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so we've got this group of evil Jafars sitting around saying like, ah, boy, them pilgrims sure are stupid and easy to rob and take money from, huh? And there's the one old guy that is determined to fuck up everybody else's mood. (laughs) This fucking guy. There's always one in every group, right? Oh, he's the fucking, he's the pilgrimage hipster. He's like, I saw Muhammad play in a garage for 25 (laughs) people, motherfuckers. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he's also, this is Muhammad's uncle. Um, I should have like, kept track of the character's name, but he's 
Muhammad's I don't uncle. think they ever gave him a name. Abu well, Talib. It, it, yeah, is it his was name. Abu something. Everybody's because, named Abu something. I'm not racist. Was, That's true. That's their names. <laughs> because like the evil guy who's obviously trying to play both sides at first, he's like, this is Abu Talib. He is our leader. Like trying to suck up to the guy. He, uh, right, it's, right. It's, yeah. That line sticks out for me. Yeah, no, I was going to say, they, they certainly they certainly did give him a name. I just like, yeah, they all kind of did run together for me. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, they're such distinct and well-fleshed out characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, fat drunk guy I got, right? Fat drunk guy was his own man. The only memorable character in the whole movie. I don't know. I'm pretty fond of red turban poetry guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, I know we'll get to him later, but. Yeah, well, it takes a third of the movie for you to flesh him out as a different guy than blue turban poetry guy. But eventually, yes, it's quite. Yeah, he's quite a character. All right. So this is where we first get. The Muhammad POV. I didn't know this was coming, right? So I assumed that they would just always talk about Muhammad and he would never be on. He'd be like Norm's wife in Cheers or something like that. But no, <laughs> they went fucking POV. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, that seems tricky to animate. Yeah, I mean, trickier than they had, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how badly did you want this Muhammad POV to turn into either King's Quest or porn the first time you saw it on the screen? <laughs> Just like the, a rock lights up. It's like, oh, f- I died again. Stupid. Or you Stupid. see his gun in the bottom right corner of yeah, the screen. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Or his, his health meter across the left or something. Yeah. Right, and, and let's be clear about how Muhammad is introduced for this scene, right? This is him going to the cave. It's Muhammad hated the mistreatment of women and slavery. So yes. he went to a cave to pray. That's like Eli hated ramen noodles at midnight and porn. So he went to a, come on, we all know. <laughs> Sometimes those are simultaneous. But Muhammad is such a good boy. As he's walking up the mountain, he comes across a little mountain goat that has its foot caught in a thicket and he lets it go because he's the greatest man who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keep in mind, we're not even allowed to see his hands. You know, he's like, he's, he's even shyer than Mormon Jesus is about his fingers. So we have to see, like, they have to, like, it's, you have to imagine him standing there with his hands just hanging to his sides at all times. Or the rain, when he was on horseback, the reins have to be all the way back at his crotch or something. Yeah. It's not very practical. But we see him, he, he's walking up a mountain to go like uh, meditate in a cave because, you know, the religious answer to all of the world's problem is just go sit in a corner. And it gives the whole thing about, you know, yeah, he was really mad about the greed and mistreatment of women. And then it added at the very end of that. And, of course, that everybody didn't have the right God, which was the one that he already believed in. Right. Yeah. And suddenly there was a light. And an archangel. And I'm thinking, if there's an archangel, why bother mentioning the fucking light? Right? Like, you guys wouldn't believe it. I went in the room there, and there was a werewolf and a kind of tacky bedspread. It was crazy. This is like glad. Like glad. Now, in this day and age, can you believe it? And a werewolf also. And and this is amazing because, so we, we, I've read this conversation before, and I thought it would come off more elegant or be sold better. Yes. But nope. It's just Gabriel was like, read. And he was like, I don't know how to read. Read. I, I do not know how to read. 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 <laughs> also, I'm Gabriel and you're a prophet. And also, I'm Gabriel and you're a prophet. Yes. And also, I'm Gabriel and you're a prophet. What the fuck? And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck am I supposed to read? I'm in a cave. Well, there was light, you like, see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. He turns <laughs> to the wall and there's just a, a book of erotica and he's just like, oh. <laughs> All right. But we don't actually get to see the Archangel Gabriel. We just see the the light, I guess, that's mm-hmm. emanating off of him. I don't know if that's a rule in Islam as well that you can't represent Gabriel or Probably. any of the angels or whatever. But it zooms out from the cave and you can see the light coming out from the cave. And I'm just like, and his heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Gabriel keeps asking Muhammad to read, even though he's illiterate, to the point where it just seems like he's clearly fucking with, no, come on, man, read it. No, seriously, seriously, read it, man. <laughs> um, I also love, too, that it, like Muhammad's reaction here is to run away from it. And it's like, oh, well, it must have been real because when he ran away from it, Gabriel was still there. I'm like, no, you can't outrun a hallucination. I, I learned this Gabriel the hard at this way. Point- Gabriel at this point is like every shitty dude at an atheist convention. Like he just can't get away from <laughs> Oh God. Uh no, I'm really glad you like the show, man. I have to go not here. Uh you stay here and uh, bathe. Maybe you bathe. So <laughs> oh, Jesus you take a bath ever and I'll be never back. <laughs> ever. Eli's ungrateful about the fans. Yeah, right. To get fans. I'm very grateful for you, Ari. Is oh, it Ari so- or Ari? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, so okay. So Mo's wife hears about this. She goes to see a religious scholar because they didn't have antipsychotics back then. And the religious scholar is like, "No, yeah, he's definitely a prophet. Couldn't have been making that shit up." And the prophet immediately starts to equivocate about all the bad shit Muhammad does. He's like, oh, he is a prophet of God. Okay, but here's what these assholes are going to say. He's a liar who marries 11-year-olds and very purposefully enslaves an entire nation. Um, But yeah, no, he's a great guy. Don't worry about all that stuff. What was that about marrying an 11-year-old? Yeah, don't worry about it. Eleven yeah. is the generous age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the high end of the range. <laughs> um, but but they make it very clear. His wife never hesitated. She knew a good thing when she saw it. History's first gold digger. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> well, probably not. But yeah, one of the, one of the early ones. And her entire reason for believing him about the Islam stuff is that he's always told the truth before, and he's a mm-hmm. nice guy. Yeah. TM. <laughs> TM. Yeah. Just fl- we get a flash cut to her and Muhammad at a press conference, and she's like, "I stand by my husband." There's a nine year old who's like, "Yeah, me too, man." <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! And also, we had a spinner. Jewish lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jewish lawyer! So, all right, so it's an odd numbered scene. So it's back to the evil money grubbing priests, and they are pissed mm-hmm. about this Muhammad <laughs> thing. And I love they started off going like. Look, even his cousin and his adopted son believe him. Like, really? And that's the, the best you can do? his son's name is Zane, which I think is really anachronistic and was probably just someone writing their shitty little kid into the movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How amazing would it be for just some blonde kid with his bangs over his eyes to just be always standing there with a skateboard he never rides in the background <laughs> of this movie? Just, okay, Zane, we're going to go fight the Meccans now. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to hang out with my girlfriend. She's like, You're not my real dad. Oh, you never let me see Amber anymore. I carved her name into my shoe. <laughs> I also love how Muhammad's enemies throughout this movie will discuss him the way the bad guys in a David A.R. White movie 
that David A.R. White <laughs> wrote talk about him. If that's yeah. a meaningless comparison to you, like they're constantly like, look, I mean, we all know Muhammad is incredibly honest and has a huge cock. It swings to his knees. <laughs> uh, but but like, I don't think he's dangerous. You know, like everyone has to start off because look again, these voice actors don't want to get stabbed either. They're like, you know, they're going to see through this Thomas Smith shit eventually. <laughs> you had bad guys in a David A.R. White movie and I had classical liberals talking about alt writers. So. <laughs> uh, they're just some trolls on the internet. It's not a big deal. We don't need to worry about them. Just move on. Blah, 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 blah. Now we have no, Trump. Fuck no, you. No, you're not that bad a guy. What I'm worried about is these yelling college kids over here. I mean, Muhammad, he thinks he saw an angel, but this college kid, he raised his voice at me. So, you know, <laughs> let's focus on that for six years. So... So, and we should also point out that this is where the character, the, who's the narrator, Malik, becomes a Muslim um, and takes his parents to, like, secret Muslim church. Yes. I love this so much. The guy outside the door is like, inside, quickly. There's more tonight than ever before. And I'm like, is this where we see the 10-year-old? <laughs> oh, to marry? my like, fucking God. <laughs> is it ye oldie Andy Wilson's like, house? I love it. Like, because, of course, they're going to tell that part of the story, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to at least mention it one time that it ever happened, right? Yeah, no, maybe not. Exactly. Maybe they won't yeah, mention keep it. Yeah, keep waiting. Keep we'll waiting. Suspense. Suspense, y'all. Yeah, maybe no. they will somewhere in this <laughs> film. We'll celebrate Muhammad's 25-year anniversary to his wife. <laughs> right. They go out which, is also her, which is also her 15th birthday. Oh, <laughs> <the fucking laughs> craziest. All right, so... So we get a bunch of people sneaking off to Muslim church or whatever. They're all, all the slaves apparently can just come and go as they please, which seems odd. Seems like they'd choose something other than church if they had that option. <laughs> One of the slaves just gets up and, and leaves the barn and the horses are looking at him like, really, this is the choice you're making with your life? <laughs> and then after he left, they were probably whispering to another like, what should we do? This is getting out of hand. Oh, it's nothing. It's just a phase. Just leave him alone. And then 9-11 happened. And don't be like the horses and complacent. Because yes. then 9-11 will happen and it's your fault. <laughs> exactly. The horses in this movie can teach us a lot of lessons. Um. So, yeah, so he, they all go to listen to Muhammad preach. And the sermon's basically like, so here's everything you ever wanted to hear to make you feel better about yourselves. And uh, also, you belong to me now. Yes. You have no ulterior motive, right? Remember, I am the I'm Al-Hameen, the honest one. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I have a section here that I call not even a little Muhammad. Um, all people are equal. Not even a little Muhammad. No. Women aren't <laughs> possessions and are just as important as any man. Not even a little Muhammad. No. <laughs> no, look, the the Quran had a lot to say about women's rights, but specifically like as a percentage of men's rights. Right? Like what percentage of men's rights did they get? It was not a hundred. <laughs> um also environmentalism? What? Yes. Yes. Environmentalism. <laughs> yeah, Muhammad, he went green early. He was a big recycler. All right, Jesus. guys, we're going to separate the stuff. They actually do that at the plant. They don't do that at the plant. That's not a thing. They tried it in California, but it's not a thing. We're separating plastics and metals. Well, I actually heard that plastic can be worse for the environment. You know what, Steve? You're a dick. You're a, you're a dick, Steve. Okay? This starts a running theme throughout the movie, which happens several times, but this is the first time I noticed it. They're trying to make Muhammad sound like Jesus. 
<laughs> like is is that a thing that Muslims do? Like you know, Christians have the whole like, oh Jesus, he taught everyone to love the poor and to treat everyone equally and to free the slaves, even though he never fucking said that. But mm-hmm. like they're trying to paint Muhammad in the same light. Yeah, no, all the all the religions do that with their prophets, right? All of the prophets have the same bare minimal fucking morality message. And so it all sounds the same when you start hearing it like that. But yeah, the the character of Muhammad and the character of Jesus are only separated by the fact that A, Muhammad killed a lot of fucking people and B, definitely (laughs) existed. So, um, but but I love to, because like they say this now and it doesn't sound so bad, but like when Muhammad's sitting right here, the whole thing of like, you know, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet. When you're saying, and you're his prophet, suddenly it seems way more self-serving. Super way more culty right so Super. culty this movie is very culty look if my kid comes out of the doctor's office and is like it's important to eat your fruits and vegetables and dave is the best doctor ever yes the <laughs> only doctor i'm like oh okay i mean fruits and vegetables maybe but the dave is the only doctor thing we're talking to a psychologist <laughs> <You're right. laughs> show me on the doll where dave became the best doctor ever <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we cut to the slaves reading the Declaration of Independence or something. <laughs> the uh, so the, the two of these these two slaves that we're going to follow through the movie, they, they're one of them's become a Muslim, and he is owned apparently by one of the Jafars, one of the evil Muslim hating priests uh, that happened in the stable just then to talk shit about Muhammad. And of course, the Muslim slave is like, "Dude, you do not talk shit about Mo." Yeah. And his thing is, he goes, and I literally wrote this as a joke earlier in the script. He goes, you can whip my body, but you cannot whip my soul. <laughs> Which is an and actual line like, he'll say later. I mean, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to put dualism to the test right now. Let me tell you, my friend. That is some next level kink shit. Like, that, <laughs> I, I, like this movie gave me ideas, honestly. <laughs> That's on my fat life profile right now. Looking for someone to whip my soul. (laughs) All right. So Malik comes, we we get this other scene. Malik comes running home. Mom and dad are there. They've become Muslim now too. And he's like, hey, you know, mom had sounded the fucking Muslim tornado siren or whatever. The Muslim symbol is in the air, whatever. We got to run over to the Kaaba. There's something happening. It might be dangerous. Everyone I love, come quick and run with me right towards the unrest. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said unto his people, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Yeah, because the narrator has to say, and then Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon said a bunch of really cool shit. For example, you know, so, it, it, but apparently this is Muhammad's speech here. Great rhetorical device. He says, hey, if I told you there was an army coming, would you guys be nervous and really, really listening to every word I said? And they're like, yes. And he's like, okay, I'm going to tell you that at the beginning then. I'll back down from that <laughs> later. You know. this is, And this could have been a great scene because I, I was really hoping that Muhammad was just fucking with him and, and was doing that thing like, if I told you I was fucking your sister, I'm not saying I am, <laughs> but like... I'm saying, what if I told you that? Like, what would you do? <laughs> what if I accidentally <laughs> brought an army here that was going to kill us? As he's giving this speech, he's he's kind of scanning the crowd left to right. And I was really disappointed because there wasn't like some kind of a heat detection or a scanner in his vision. <laughs> right? It was just plain old vision. I was like, what's the point of being Muhammad? Oh. I'm in a POV if you can't shoot lasers. Oh, my God. Muhammad walks up. Give me your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Don't be a dick. Now, obviously, the evil priests are huge pissed about this. They're like, hey, you random person in the street, do you believe any of that? And she's like, yeah, I believe every word of it. It's like, ah, fuck. So and they're like, well, let's all attack Muhammad. But Muhammad's believers, they have a plan. They're going to stand in a circle around him to protect him from all of the uh, fruits and vegetables. In the eyes of people watching the movie. Well, yeah, well, that too. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> You know Obviously. how you know your prophet is a super humble, self-sacrificing guy? He lets everyone form a human chain so he doesn't get <laughs> tomato on him. I was just worried about all the fruits and vegetables they were wasting. I thought Muhammad told you to respect the earth. Yeah, right. Come on, people. What kind of fucking and environment? Then Muhammad is commanded this? us to scoop them up and to compost. I'm not fucking composting, Muhammad. <laughs> all right. I will it watch up Florida the entire apartment. It gets moldy. Sink into the ocean. Thank you. Thank you, roommates. Don't take it out. All right, so Muhammad gets away fine. The, the evil priest comes into the stable, and he sees that slave from before, but now he's dressed all Muslim. Apparently, that's what those clothes are. He should have used the excuse that it was cosplay. Why didn't you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the guy's like, "Oh fuck, no! I am going to strangle you with your turban and shit until you deny Muhammad's words." Oh. And I'm like, "Yeah." Okay. Yeah, I, we all have some version of. All right, here we go. Notes <laughs> <laughs> tells you what happens when you leave people alone to work from home. Okay. Yeah. All just, <laughs> someone starts to get choked, and it's like, okay, okay. Right. I mean, there's no I, scarf protecting it, but all right, if they've <laughs> they've understood Christ. that to be a safety thing, then all on the. <laughs> So, but, but then we get to the serious torture, right? He's not just going to strangle this guy to death. We're going to do the end of Braveheart, but as a cartoon, as Callie said. Um, so he starts like whipping the guy and yelling at him, like deny Muhammad. And he's like, freedom. (laughs) (laughs) What's a fucking boulder on his chest for some reason. That boulder does not look big enough. And you can tell the animators were like, I don't know how to do a big boulder. It's just like, there, a rock. And it's like, that's like a 30-pound rock. Yeah, but you know, that's not comfortable, comfortable. right? <laughs> seems- the dog is 30 pounds. I can barely lift her. That's heavy. I'm a weak person. That seems unpleasant. But he's, I mean, he's a big buff slave. I'm sure he can take it. Well, no, what I love about it is it's this huge fat guy that's like putting it on him. So you know that that's like the heaviest rock that guy can lift and the slave's trying to act like it's really heavy. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Look at that. This has got to be 19, 20 pounds of stone on my tummy. Um, So, yeah. so, <laughs> But he's just about to kill the slave because the slave won't den- deny Muhammad. But just then, some rich dude shows up to buy him. It is the business proposition ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so he's like, how much for the slave? He's like, 10 gold pieces. Everybody's like, 10? That's way too much. And he's like, here you go. Here's 10. He's like, ha ha. I'd have taken three. And he's like, I'd have given you 100. And it's like, yeah, it was better in uh, Pretty Woman when they did that. <laughs> also, conveniently, the exact amount of gold he happened to have in the bag. Yeah, why is that, right? The Like, the clip of money always just happens to have exactly the 10 grand in it. Eh, no, no, but yeah, yeah. And he's like, I need the bag back, though. I need the bag. <laughs> Not a bag included. That's a nice bag. It's mine. 10 My fucking gold pieces. You can buy your own bag. <laughs> okay, so the conspirators conspire some more. I'm running out of ways to introduce these scenes, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have been pig Latin by the end of this. Um, and, and I only bring this scene up because I, I have to, like, because the one guy goes like, 
the Quran is nothing but idle babblings. I'm like, that's exact. Those are the two best words. Like if you had to do it in two words, you could not describe the fucking book better than that. Idle babblings. And the other guy's like, no, no, don't say that on camera. <laughs> and we don't even fucking know like that the Quran is a thing at this point. It never explained to us how the Quran was recited or written down or anything. It's just like, oh, the Quran exists now and we don't like it. And we're like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we fast forwarded through that like a motherfucker, didn't we? And the way they make up for this, right? The idle babblings there. Obviously, everyone went, oh, that's way too accurate. So the guy goes, no, 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 no. You know what? It's obviously magic poetry. It's obviously <laughs> such good poetry that it's magic. That's the, those are their words in this <laughs> fucking movie. They must be using magical poetry to bring down our power. Jesus. And somebody is incredulous and is like, magic? And he goes, it's the only reasonable explanation. He does, yes. <laughs> the Quran is every shitty indie band. They're like, they're just, they're just ahead of their time. You just don't get it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's just so goddamn good is all. Um, yeah, so guitar down. Uh, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, all right. So the, um, the, the all the evil priests go and they're like, hey, uncle guy you really have to do something about mo and he's like no guys remember when mo kept us from slitting each other's throats over a black rock we need him so but the uncle finally agrees to talk him down at least a little so we get to see that conversation in pov oh this is my favorite scene i love it <laughs> so, yeah but the uncle would like him to stop preaching damn it and Muhammad responds by saying, wah, 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 yes. wah, 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 something, something, sun and moon and uncles on board. Yeah, that's about what it takes. This is awesome. Within the span of about two minutes. So the uncle is telling Muhammad that he's being divisive and he's making everyone do dumb shit, like kill each other. And maybe he should tone it down with the whole Islam thing. And then Muhammad gets very, very sad. And then the uncle suddenly says, okay, do anything you want and I will support you until I die. Like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, like, man, you weren't trying very hard there. Right. And the thing that seems to change his mind is Muhammad looks out the window and goes, even if they were to hand me the sun and the moon, I wouldn't stop talking. And it's like, what? Yes. <laughs> you would. The title. If they were the to put the sun and the moon <laughs> in your mouth, you would still... <laughs> That kind of, I don't get it. I, don't know. <laughs> See, I was, I was kind of willing to let that one go because I've watched anime and you know, like when there's a shitty translation from Japanese to English, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure that actually means something. <laughs> <laughs> like when the Koreans threaten that the uh, wolves are coming to strangle us in the night. I'm like, no, wolves don't strangle, but I'm sure you had a thing you were going for there. So Muhammad is like, jump off a bridge and the uncle's like, no. And then Muhammad's like, yes. And then the uncle's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, he has all the stick to of fucking Donald Trump trying to prove how sane he is at an immigration meeting. He's like, yeah, no, I agree with that idea, too, of you continuing to do the thing I asked you to stop doing. All right, and so, and, and that scene wraps up. He, Uncle still loves him anyway, whatever. But we also have to address, because this is where we first meet Hamza. <laughs> and I legitimately, I shit you not, the first time Hamza is referenced, I thought the character was a talking bow. <laughs> <laughs> right this is the other guy we're not allowed to draw a picture of so all you ever see is a right, bow and i did in not get that reference at first it was like hamza is a bow that shakes angrily at people. 
Well, I'm Hamza, the talking bull. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. I'm here to the tell candle you that I'll shoot an arrow right the fuck <laughs> You mess with Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have some fun with Hamza before it's over. Um, so yeah, so but but first we have to check in with more priests in lavish temples bitching about Mo some more. Um, and uh, this time they walk out of the temple, and wouldn't you know it, Muhammad's right outside praying. So the priest yells at him. And this is such a the, okay. Here's the point of this scene, right? This is the scene from the Hadith or, or one of them where the guy comes out and he insults Muhammad and Muhammad doesn't kill him, which is a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's the worst story because Hamza then comes and kicks the shit out of the guy. Yes. And in some versions of the story, kills him. So it is the worst story. It's just like, it's like, and he turned and Jesus turned the other cheek and was like, now Peter and Peter just stabbed him right in the fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But but yeah, apparently uh, Hansa has realized that somebody's talking shit about Muhammad and being mean to him. So he goes and whips his ass. That's why this scene exists. And now we have to have the awkward conversation where these two characters meet. Yeah! One of them we're not allowed to see. <laughs> One of them we're not allowed to see or hear. This is like a the lost bit from see no evil, hear no evil. I would give all the money in the world for the day the guy came in and was like, all right, so little bit of a challenge to the animation today. Um, <laughs> we have two characters talking, one of whom can talk, and the other one, if you show it, they will kill us and our families. <laughs> and we need, we need a conversation. And keep it kid-friendly. All right, I'll see you guys at yeah, five. Right. We're doing trust falls. So here's what we see. We see the outside of a building with a window in it, and you can see a bow sticking out, sort of shaking when the guy's talking a little bit <laughs> in the corner of that window. That's how we watch a scene. It's like, wow, the the cartoon is poorly blocked. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Only religion can do that. So, yeah. So, and now we have to get a Malik's mom getting tortured to death in the name of uh, Muhammad because it's a cartoon. You got to have somebody tortured to death here and there, right? And they, they tie him up to a wooden stake so that he can't help his mom. And I swear to God, they tied him up with sausage links. <laughs> they were making some kind of a moist noise. They even put the foley yes. in there. It was like... <laughs> they were tying him up. Oh, my God. So you had some like incredibly racist, anti-Muslim, Trumpian guy in the animation that's just like, yeah, yeah, put sausage everywhere. Um, <laughs> sneak more pork into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they've, they've got this, this dude, he's tied up and his mom's tied below him and she's like, you know, deny the prophet or I'm going to murder you. And he's like, mom, just deny the prophet. And she's like, would you deny the prophet just to not get murdered? And I'm screaming at the screen. Yes, the fuck <laughs> yes! I would. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what kind of dick would the prophet be if he was going to hold me to that? <laughs> I made fun of his whole book for Patreon dollars. I think you're really not understanding how easily I will deny and make fun of your profit. <laughs> right, but not cancer, ladies. She's going to martyr the fuck out of herself. And just as she does, we literally pan out to heaven. Like, this lady is getting speared to death because she believes in the wrong God. And did you notice the music in this scene? Because oh, yes. this movie is 
fucking stoked <laughs> about that fact. Oh yeah. No, look what it's like, the most swells up and it's like na 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 na. She got murdered. <laughs> it's the most Yay. it's the most generically like bullshit Disney happy music ever as this woman is being fucking speared to death. Yeah, I, I know we gonna... were going to see her poof into heaven, but she's like still got a spear in her and she's like, "Oh, f- do I have this forever now?" And they were like, "Yeah, sorry." Yeah, you're going to have to go- use stairs. The elevators are not going to work for you. Yeah, it's a Beetlejuice system, sorry. <laughs> and the narrator's like, Islam's first martyrs. Yeah. Yeah, right. The good guys. You want to be grow up and be just like them, kiddos. <laughs> so- Nobody tell this narrator about Islam's most recent martyrs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so uh so the prophet uh decides everybody needs to go to Abyssinia because there's a good Christian king there. Um, and you know how Christians and Muslims always get along so well. So this is let's go this. Let's go hang out with the Christians. That'll work out for us long term. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they won't take advantage of us at all. So Malik is going to lead them there. They have to rush off late at night for reasons that they don't explain at all. I don't know why. Because but, they're oppressed. Oh, okay. That's because, what oppressed people do is run off in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's how you can tell they're oppressed. It's like single people and, and leftover Chinese food. Gotcha. <laughs> I just learned that my dad was oppressed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's having a hard time getting cigarettes. I mean, either way. (laughs) There aren't a lot of gas stations close to my house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... uh so once again, the priests are lavish location. They're bitching about Muhammad. Again, that's the fucking scene. <laughs> um, and they're like, fuck, man, all the Muslims disappeared. We need to go after them. Everyone get on your horses. I'm sure the Koreans can animate that well. <laughs> <laughs> the horses in these movies run like me in the middle of a diarrhea. They're just like, oh, <laughs> legs akimbo, arms are flying out, just <laughs> knocking people out of the way. This, this has already gone wrong. I'm just trying not to make it go worse. Get out. Move. I swear they just used paper cutouts that they yes. moved up and down for the horses. Yes, merry-go-round horses have more life in them. Oh my God. If I'm speaking to the old folks, I guess, but it's like the Pegasus in the original Clash of the Titans. It's that fucking bad. <laughs> you, uh, if, if they pass by this old guy and he's just like, unicorn. Oh, wow, not a unicorn. That is way worse. But... Last but unicorn. Da- but damn it, if the cavalry doesn't show up just after all the Muslims got on a boat and they're like just three inches out in the water, like, ha ha, your horse can't swim. And their timing is like fucking Roland Emmerich. Oh, yes. Like, like oh, it just at the very <laughs> last minute. And then, of course, the other note is like, as they're as they're floating away, I couldn't help but think, I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your guy, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted the cartoon because the the music swells again and I wanted so badly for this cartoon to just very regally slow motion flip off the guy on the horses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, suck it, dude. I I for some reason thought that the the guys on the horses were going to start waving to the Muslims and go bye-bye, have fun storming the castle. (laughs) <laughs> I was convinced that they were going to sit there all looking proud of themselves and then one of the guys was going to light an arrow on fire and shoot it at the boat like oh fuck <laughs> fuck 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 that would have been the smart thing to do but instead one of the horsemen oh I laughed out loud at this part he 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 looks to his left at the guy he looks to his right at the other guy and then he just goes ugh yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very poignantly. Um, so, okay. Now we cut to a rich dude praying to a heathen god, not quite a guy in a lavish temple that's an evil priest because this guy's not an evil priest, but damn close. But the main evil priest, this is the guy in the red turban who we finally established is just a genuine character and he will be in a red turban for the rest of the time, thankfully, so I can keep track. Um, has brought this rich guy a chest of gold. And he's like, hey, take this to the king of Abyssinia and tell him to give me all the Muslims for it. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking at the size of this chest and I'm thinking this guy's a king, right? And this chest of gold is like, I mean, it's the size of some like shit that I bought from Amazon. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, that's that's like that time somebody tried to convince me to sell Ari for five bucks. <laughs> so, okay, but how much, would it, how much would it Bosnick. take? Yeah, if you didn't like my idea, you didn't have to bring it up on air. You said <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what I loved about this is that uh, Green Guy will be l- lovingly strokes treasure guy for the rest of the movie. He's yes. just always touching treasure. <laughs> yeah. And I really connected to this because this is all of our business meetings. Noah's just like, all right, guys, so the edit's a little short this week and I'm just covered in pearls. Like, ooh, <laughs> let's charge $18 an episode on iTunes. No, no, you'll get a piece of treasure. All right. <laughs> what if we stop paying Heath? He won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we cut over to the Abyssinian king getting paid off. Um, and so we have to have this. And this is a, a wonderful fucking moment, right? So th- the evil bad guy's trying to get the king to take the gold and give him the Muslims so that they can go kill him. And he's like uh, trying to convince this Christian king that Muslims aren't good. And he's like, they don't even believe in your Jesus, do you Muslims? And they're like, oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go. We're, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, they just talk in circles for like 15 minutes. Don't answer the goddamn question. They're like, let me go back to act one, tell you what's happened in the movie so far. Hopefully <laughs> you'll have forgotten the thing about Jesus by the time I get done. And I just thought to myself, this guy's the next Republican presidential. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love about this is that they're very clearly like, yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus was a guy. Uh, it's like when someone who you can't lie to asks you about their terrible significant other. They're like, so what do you think? And you're like, oh, man, hats, huh? He wears hats. Like, I noticed he's wearing a hat and uh, has a face with a nose, two eyes. <laughs> and that's how they describe Jesus. And the king is like, it's pretty obvious we're all on the same page here. Yes. You can stay. <laughs> you can stay. This is going to go super well. Trust me. Yeah, right. And then right then, some right-wing Abyssinian YouTubers crowdsourced a few boats. It really went downhill quickly after that. <laughs> it got ugly. So, okay. So now it's time to go to a fucking room full of evil priests bitching about Muhammad. <laughs> And the the fat drunk priest shows up, and he is he is off his tits, wasted. He's oh. like Andrew at Reason Con. Levels of wasted. <laughs> it's a narrow cast joke, but I think Andrew will get it. <laughs> also, I think enough people have seen Andrew drunk at this point that our audience consists of a majority of people that have seen him drunk. I think that's fair. <laughs> Andrew, check and make sure that's not libelous. Um, so, <laughs> bring it out, Andrew. Um, it, uh, yeah, we, we, we have been trying to get the mirror match going with Andrew against himself for a while. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah, the poetry cleanses the rich guy's heart. The drunk guy is just staggering around. And he's like, I've got an idea. And they're like, oh, do you? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to shout on this rooftop. Drunk he goes over to the roof and he starts yelling, I'm tired. I'm wasted. I love you, darling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so. 
But but the idea they come up with is they're like, hey, what if we just shun all the Muslims, right? We could make a law that says nobody's allowed to sell or buy from Muslims or Muslim sympathizers. Like, Why don't you just kill them? It'd be so much quicker. You're doing the same thing. <laughs> and also, they tack on at the end, no marrying them, which I love. It's like, we're not going to sell them anything. We're not going to buy it. And no marrying them. It's like, yeah, I figured, man, if we're not <laughs> selling them food. <laughs> Okay, but can we marry them? All right, now it's going on the list. See? See, don't you have to do for shitting on that? I mean, can, can you even imagine what it would be like to be denied goods and services and marriage just because of an inexplicable <laughs> part of your identity? I can't even fucking imagine how horrible Ari, that would be. All right, look into my heart. No, I Look can't in. imagine what that's like. <laughs> Not even a little. I don't know. I would just, I guess I'd just buy food somewhere else and not make a big deal about it, but whatever. I'm not a big designer. <laughs> Jesus Free market. Christ. All right. So now we have to get our little montage of Muslims being denied food. So and dad can't buy bread. We see Malik. He's walking around and he's like goes to the one thing and then they just like close that. He pulls the curtain down in front of his they shop. Pull the curtain down. But it's not like the metal shutters on stores because there's just a guy standing behind them. <laughs> right. I wanted him so bad around. Just yeah, like, you know that we know you're still there. I could see you, Dave. Who I guess sold they didn't me have stuff. object permanence back then. <laughs> oh my god, the bread store's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, and so the Muslims are rock, walking around starving. Um, so they all go to the hills to eat bad soup and try to catch lizards. Um, because they won't let them go to Abyssinia where, you know, the Muslims have it great, you know, because what's better than Ethiopia? It is. I'm sorry. It's a shithole country. It really is. No, I mean, <laughs> so they, they leave the city and they set up a camp in Ishbal. And if you get that reference, please friend request me on Facebook. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> OK, so we cut to Abyssinia, though. Uh, Malik, the main character, has heard about all of this starving the Muslims, and he's like, I'm going to go back and save my family. And we're like, hey, way to go, Malik. He's like, after all, it's been three years. I'm like, what the fuck have you been doing, dude? <laughs> oh, my God, I've been at the museums and just seeing stuff. And then, of course, I had my relationship with Stephanie, which I'm still not moving on from in the best way, but, like, it's cool. It's pretty cool. So and of course, we have to learn here that Muhammad is also starving and he just won't stop giving up his food for all the other people. He's such a good oh, guy. Such a fucking good guy. All look at how time. good he is. <laughs> no, seriously, look at it. Do it now. But also, not what the Quran teaches. The Quran has parts where it's like, and Muhammad gets the big piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he gets to cut the cake and get the first choice of slices. Um, but but Muhammad has an idea. He has an epiphany. So the idea apparently involves uh, sending this, the uncle the, as a messenger to go tell the evil priest something important. This is fucking hilarious. Okay, so the, oh, this the, is great. The evil priest shows up and he goes like, all right, so Muhammad made a revelation. And if it turns out that the revelation is wrong, you can have him and do whatever you want to him. But if it turns out that it's right, you have to lift the ban. And let us buy food and shit. And the guy's like, yeah, no, okay. I'm like, who the fuck would take that deal without <laughs> knowing the revelation? And why would you even have things like, oh, wow, that was fucking easy. Yeah, he said water was wet. Give me some food. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. Guys, we got to hear the thing first. Oh, sorry, next time. next time. But it's not like the thing is any more impressive than that. It's really not. He says, 
Muhammad got a vision that that pact that you guys wrote about how you're not allowed to sell to Muslims got eaten by bugs. Because apparently Mus- or the, the people of Mecca haven't figured out yet at this point in history that paper tears. I guess. Yes. Whatever. That's like the eighth worst magic yes! trick ever. <laughs> Ladies I mean- and gentlemen, watch the paper. Nom, and nom, that nom, paper, nom. the movie told us, has been there for three years yes! at least. <laughs> right. Right, like if in if, the if, desert, yes. If if so, they walk in, then there's like a a Labrador sized mosquito with a toothpick next to it. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a pretty good trick. But no, they just walk into it. And yeah, well, it's not there anymore. It must have been eaten by bugs. <laughs> Muhammad did say it wasn't not a black card, but, but yeah. it is still there, Noah, and it has a very special oh, right. secret message on it. <laughs> yes, everything was eaten by the bugs except the part that says "In the name of God." The top. Here's the thing. If it was eaten except for like three pieces in the middle that spelled out in the name of God. <laughs> right. It's not got a these good little magic. strands that connect these faraway words from one another so it stays together. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But it's just the top. Those were the first words of the declaration. Right, right, exactly. It's eaten except for to whom it may concern. (laughs) (laughs) Right, it'd be like freaking out because like after the buildings fell, there was a cross left in the goddamn beams. Yeah. Um, So I also love that like this is where Malik shows up and he's like, hey, guys, heard you were starving. Uh, I just showed up with some uh, with some Taco Bell. And they're like, yeah, no, we already we already took care. It's been three years, but we just took care of it yesterday. So uh, great timing. Great timing, Malik. I'll still take the Taco Bell, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so things are looking bright for the Muslims, but can it last? No, it can't. Um, this is where we learn that Muhammad's wife is sick. <laughs> I Googled oh. this dude had 13 fucking wives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Two of which were concubines. And we have a 15 minute scene about how sad he was about the death of this wife. Yeah. Yeah, got she a was fucking on Golden Pond montage here. <laughs> yeah, but she was the alpha, apparently. Yeah. Um, I want to point out my wife and I almost have him beat four more years. We're going to have Muhammad beat Muhammad and Ooh. whatever the hell her name was. Um, yeah, but they called this the year of sadness, apparently. Because we were sad and really <laughs> bad at naming yes! things. Right. <laughs> what are you, astronomers? Um, yeah, we'll call it a black <laughs> hole. Um, yeah, so, but. But I'm and I'm thinking to myself, you spent the last three years starving on a hill. <laughs> Muhammad's wife dies. That's the year of sadness. I, that's the year of mild inconvenience for most of you, isn't it? And somebody, somebody's like, the prophet's wife is sick, and then some other lady's like, Khadija, because they had to specify which fucking yeah, wife right. it was. Right. <laughs> I wanted them to get it wrong and go through a bunch of wives. You're not talking about the. <laughs> Are you saying Aisha? Yeah, Aisha, the nine year old. Okay, well, she could be seven. I don't want to talk about it. All right. <laughs> Do you mean her? No. Okay. Because we all know why she'd be dying. She got the flu. But of course, we're not going to have a whole fucking year of sadness just for a woman dying. There's also a man who dies. That would be the old uncle. And I love the POV bit we get of the uncles dying. Where's the uncles like the last thing I want, Mohammed, my adopted son, nephew thing um, is for you to get <laughs> along with all of these other evil priests. And he, and Mohammed turns to the evil priest and he says, hey, man, we can get along fine if you uh, join my religion. Psych. I used to go in there for a second, though, Seriously. didn't I? 
Like, we're going to talk before you dismantle your nuclear arsenal. Give me a fucking break. Muhammad agrees not to bother the pagans anymore, and then he immediately demands that they denounce their religion and start following his religion. Yeah, right, right. Unless, which is the same as just going dot, 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 not. Yeah. And, I, and I love the whole the whole speech that his uncle gives, because in my mind, he's being super fucking catty and passive aggressive. Like, you just fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> you are so special. Yes. Look how special you are as you take us to war. Yes. You know, we always knew you were an indigo child. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, but now up until now, Muhammad's uncle has been the leader. But now that he's dead, the evil, fat, drunken priest becomes the leader of the evil priest tent place. And and I love this exchange because the guy's like, call yourself king if you want, but don't get in my way. And then I hear a narrator voice next time on Real Husbands of Men. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought it was so funny because they go. What is the problem? What's our number one problem? And the guy's like, Muslims? And he's like, no, Muhammad. And he's like, okay, man, you know that's Muslims. What that- <laughs> oh, Muslim. Uh, yeah, obviously. This right. is got a dollar in the negativity jar. They've got a serious Trump and Bannon dynamic going on. Yes. The, the, the drunk idiot guy who's the, the technical king and then the... Uh, the guy who really knows what's going on, pulling all the strings. Yeah, and it, it just slowly pans over to Michael Wolf, who's writing on a scroll. Don't mind me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> who fires that guy? Who is the... <laughs> Damn it. All right, well, since they couldn't have made this any clearer for me if they had had a little title card that came up and said, hey, toss it to the interstitials here. Noah, I guess we're going to pause here for a quick break. But first, I'm going to give Act 3 the hard sell. Did I ever tell you about Moses? Does that joke not make sense to you? Would it kill you to catch up on the scathing archives? Find out the answer to some other questions and more when we return for the aberrantly violent conclusion of Muhammad, the Last Prophet. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, welcome to typical vitamin nutrition arena. I look like a stretch Armstrong filled with bowling balls. Wow, you really do. What can I help you with? Yeah, well, uh, my co-hosts are always giving me a hard time about eating nothing but Hot Pockets, so I'm looking for a protein bar that's a little better for me. Oh, no problem. Taste this. Sure. Oh, oh, what is that? That's the Sand Bar. 834 grams of protein. Made of sand. That one's chocolate-flavored. Okay, this is a lot of things, but chocolate-flavored is not one of them. Oh, okay. Well, if you're looking for something a little tastier, maybe you'd like the dehydrogenated whey soy recalcadacadacar extract bar. All right, you made at least one of those words up. Someone made one of those words up, yeah. yeah. Look, I'm just looking for a simple, tasty, whole foods protein bar. Oh, you mean the RX bar? Uh, What's the RX bar? RX bar is a whole food protein bar. That sounds kind of wooey to me, though. Yeah, it's not. Their bars are made with 100% whole ingredients. RX Bar wanted to be transparent and upfront with their customers, which is why they label the core ingredients, egg whites, dates, and nuts, on the front of the package, and the ingredients that make up texture and taste on the back. 100% real cacao, coconut, etc. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX Bars actually taste delicious without added fillers or sugar. So... It's a snack bar that tells you exactly what it is? That's right. 
RX Bar's core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. Plus, it comes in 11 different flavors. Wow, 11 flavors? Yeah, they uh, sent me a sample box, and Anna loves the peanut and chocolate sea salt ones. They were like a great healthy snack to throw in her purse or for her to have when she's going about the day. Really, really love them. Can't recommend e- them enough. Eli, what, what are you doing here? Oh, I like to stroke the mouth parts of the shaker bottles. And- yeah, you need to stop doing that, little dude. No! Got it. Okay, so where do I get these things, these RX bars? Well, for 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com forward slash awful and enter the promo code awful at checkout. Awful, huh? Like how all the other protein bars taste. Exactly. Want to watch me flex? No, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Please? Hi, thanks for coming in. Have a seat. Don't mind if I do. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Now, uh, before we get started, I want to just thank you for reaching out, for recognizing the importance of running your film past a respected Islamic research society before going to publication. I mean, we wouldn't want anyone to get offended. Or stabbed in the face. Yeah, we're mostly worried about stabbed in the face. Mm -hmm. No, I get it. I get it. Right. So uh, we reviewed the film and we have a couple of suggestions. Ah, shit. Okay, so uh, we love how you got around using Muhammad's voice by having the narrator explain what he said, but we're afraid somebody like who isn't totally paying attention might mistake that for the narrator impersonating Muhammad. Hmm. I see. So what did you have in mind? Well, we're thinking perhaps you could try going with a voice that couldn't possibly be mistaken for somebody impersonating Muhammad. So so it makes it very clear the narrator is not mimicking the prophet. Peace and blessings be upon it. Uh, okay. All right, retake number 27, take three, and action. And Muhammad listened to what they said, and he said to them, We will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve, for what they have associated with Allah, of which she had not sent down authority, and their refuge will be fire, and rigid is the residence of wrongdoers. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's gonna suck. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our heroes, they got to eat food and... Most of the ancillary characters were dead. And we're going to rejoin the action with the evil priest bitching about the Muslim infestation like a white nationalist Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) And this is my favorite plan of the evil priests, because this is where the evil priests hire something far more dangerous than swords against the Muslims. They hire poets. Oh, Oh my God. God. Yes. This is where Red Durbin gets his poetry book. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, and and so their their new plan is to tell people that Muhammad gave their boyfriend a hand job after the fucking game last week, even though he'll tell you he didn't. I just that, that's the whole fucking thing. Hey, hey, psst, psst. Muhammad said your dad was gay. Literally, what? dude. <laughs> he says your gods aren't real, and that means he says your dad is stupid. And the people are all like, "My dad's not stupid. Let's fuck him up." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, my dad works at Nintendo, and he lets me play all the games before they come out. So, ha-ha. <laughs> the new Mario, you throw your hat at them, and you run their brain. Okay, that's obviously a lie, kid. Or you just- <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's a great little vehicle. Um, so, yeah. And 
just then, so the the, the the Muslims see that things are going bad, right? Muslim uh, Muhammad's getting a bad reputation because all the lies, not because anything he did was all lies. And then some, who the fuck is this guy character shows up, uh, announces he's also a Muslim, and there's a bunch of Muslims in the city of Yathrib, so Muhammad should go there. Oh, Yathrib, I had Yathrib. I'm not, I wasn't sure if that was correct. <laughs> I had to look it up. It's the old name of Medina, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so we learned something today. That's going to be all the learning. Um, so, so Mo, so he's like, we need to meet with Muhammad. So they're like, yeah, we'll go ahead and get the POV cam. Hold on. So he he comes to meet this guy in the middle of the night, and the guy says like, hey, Muhammad, you should really come to Yathrib. We cannot stop stabbing each other for thirty seconds there. We need your help. And I'm like. Why would you now go? This motherfucker has no business serving on the tourist board. They're like, dude, why did you send Dave? You know, he's going to tell him the stabby thing. Come to Rome. Lots of touching. No, see, you got to stop pitching places, man. They're like, Muhammad is the only one who can bring peace. And I'm like, yeah, all that peace he brings. Yeah, right. That's why Mecca is doing so fucking well right now. Yeah, exactly. Even in the context of this story, he's not bringing peace. (laughs) Yeah, no, not at all. So, yeah, so all of the Muslims are going to sneak off to Yathrib. And then the very next morning, all the evil priests show up and they're like, this is the morning we're going to murder all the Muslims. Oh, fuck, too late. Uh, (laughs) Really? You couldn't do Wednesday, huh? You just couldn't do Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, I got a bowl. I'm bowling. It's so important that I bowl on Wednesday. (laughs) Motherfucker. So, (laughs) so yeah, but now the Muslims have largely escaped, but there's a few states that stay behind, including Muhammad. Uh. So they're like, all right, finally we got a chance to like do something about Muhammad. And then they're, they're trying to decide what to do with him, right? They're all, of course, in the evil priest tent, which is where they spend all their scenes. And they're like, ah, should we cut his dick off? Eh, you know, feed it to him. Then just then a mysterious cloak figure shows up and says, how about killing him? And everybody's like, <laughs> fuck, we did not think of, why didn't we think of killing him? Okay. Fucking Voldemort just came out of the shadows and was like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, we'll listen to you. This is supposed to be Satan, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Does he Batman oh, really? at the end? I did not get that at all. I thought yeah. it was just like some character that was being introduced, and then I just now realized that we never saw that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be Satan, which means at some point Satan watched six plus years of this and was like, oh my God, fuck. Hey guys, uh, how about killing? <laughs> killing. <laughs> Great. All right, I'm going back. Jesus. These evil pagans really suck at being evil. (laughs) Right? So, yeah, so, but his, he says, why don't you kill him? And they're like, well, because then, like, everybody be mad at uh, the guy who killed him. Nobody wants to be the guy that killed him. It's like, well, why don't you guys all stab him at once? And they're like, fuck, yeah, that's a great idea. It's not like Beatrix Kittle can make a whole fucking list. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be perfect. And then, of course, the mysterious evil guy just Batmans his way the fuck out of there. After having brought them the gift of diffusion of responsibility. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but of course, uh, Muhammad knew all this shit was coming. So he conjured a plan that included, by the way, when he knew that murderers were coming to kill him in his sleep, having his cousin sleep in his bed that night. It's the bet. Look, there's a lot of whitewashing of Muhammad's actions in this movie, but there is no more desperate one than this thing where it's like Muhammad said, cousin, dress up like me and cover yourselves in fresh tomatoes. But, um, don't worry, I know that you won't 
die. <laughs> yeah, right. You're good. And the cousin's like, couldn't we just use like a bag of rice? I feel like a bag of rice because I don't eh, have to move. Maybe they'll spend less time stabbing a bag of rice. Just get in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to see the silly face we draw on it. It's not going to be real. They're just not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> A boxing glove will pop out and go boing. <laughs> so, so yeah, so all the assassins show up. They're all going to stab him at once. And they're like, ah, let's sneak in and kill him in the middle of the night. And the leader guy is like, no, we'll wait until the morning when he leaves for his morning prayers. And he's like, okay, can we just go home and go to bed then? Because <laughs> there's no reason for us to be here then until morning. They just wait outside and Muhammad prays all night. And what can only be described as a miracle occurs. People in the early hours of the morning fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Muslim God is so fucking weak. Every time he steps in for a miracle, it's like, and then there was a cobweb. Um, (laughs) It's so fucking bad. Yeah, no, that one, that's coming up soon. Um, So yeah, so Mo prays all the assassins to sleep. And then once they fell asleep, he left, you know, like a badass, I guess. And he hid in a cave where no doubt he talked about Moses all goddamn night. So then we get the assassins waking up. Boy, do they have egg on their face. Uh, So the leader guy's like, ah, fuck, we all fell asleep. I will give a hundred camels to the man who finds Muhammad. To which I wrote, you're racist. Whoa, that's a lot of camels. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't want that. That's a lot of fucking work. That's a shitty prize. Oh, I'm sorry, I killed this guy. I thought it was just a random dude hanging out in a cave, and now I've got a hundred camels. I'm a blacksmith. I don't need... Does anyone want to buy... Do you want to buy your camels back for me? No, I was trying to get rid of these fucking camels. Do you know how much they eat? I know how much they eat. That's like owning a horse farm all of a sudden, except matter. This is the worst. So... I also love the assassins looking for Mo montage where they're like checking trash cans and mailboxes and shit to see if he's in there. Yeah, Scooby-Doo pops out of one of the doors. Muhammad pops yeah, out of the other. Exactly. <laughs> they kill Scooby-Doo for looking at the image of Muhammad. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and for being a dog. Um, but yeah, but now the main bad guys have 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 hired themselves a real pro tracker that can follow Muhammad right to his cave. But luckily for Muhammad, God had a spider. He has Snow White powers, I guess. (laughs) He can call the animals to himself. (laughs) But only in the most pansy-ass way. (laughs) Like if an alligator came up and ate these motherfuckers, I'd be like, go, Mo. But no, he gets into a cave and then a spider builds its web in front of it so that when the guys show up, they're like, well, he can't be in there. There's a web in front of it. How would he get through? He'd have to be tiny. (laughs) <laughs> like what do they do they think this is a multi-day construction process like a bunch of spiders are just waiting for the licenses from city hall before they fucking start this no they do this overnight that's how cobwebs fucking work jesus but yeah but that's enough apparently they're like well fuck man i mean we'd have to break a whole spider web to get in there <laughs> i was i was waiting for the charlotte's web style message like muhammad <laughs> definitely not in here yeah don't look at here <laughs> right but so yeah but and and so they just turn around and leave like i'm thinking the tracker guy's like okay could, could we just just in case look behind no. the cobweb though yeah <laughs> 
So Muhammad leaves. We have to have this whole like, boy, is he going to sure miss the Shire moment? Um, and then he has to leave on horseback, which means they have to do POV on horseback after oh. fucking up. After fucking up all of the spiders' hard work on the way out, Dick. Yes, right, exactly. That fucking spider saved your life. I hope you at least gave him a fly or something. So he's riding the horse away, and it, of course it's his POV because we can't actually see Muhammad. And I was an equestrian for most of my life, so I'm very familiar with what the top of a horse's head and neck looks like when you're on top of them. <laughs> and that horse looked like it was about to ask for tree fitty. Like, it looked like the fucking Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, in, in year three, everybody's worried that Mo stood him up. It's been a while. He hasn't showed up. But just then he shows up so that we can get a musical number. And kind the camel's of. actually headbanging during this part. Yes. It's so fucking good. <laughs> oh, my God. This is impossibly ridiculous. It's so hard. Like, if taken in isolation, it would be so hard to conclude that they were not making fun of this religion with this scene. <laughs> so, yeah. So everybody's happy for a while. We get this whole thing about all the kids are learning to read. And I, and I, and I only bring that up because there's that bit in there where the mom gives the teacher the towel. Well, before this, there's this kid really doesn't want to go to school. Like he wants to help build the mosque. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and, and the note that I have is, but mom, I wanted to jihad today. <laughs> right. It's like, no, you have to learn to read. And then we see the kid learning to read and we're like, yeah, that fucking kid really needs to go to school. <laughs> I wanted him to be like, have I ever told you about Moses. <laughs> I feel like I read this sentence already. No, no. no. <laughs> good. Same lesson again. Nope. Nope. Different one, believe it or not. Yeah, but then also there's this moment where the mom, like, she, she turns to the teacher and she says, here, for my son's teacher. And she gives her what is very clearly like just a bath towel from Comfort Inn. <laughs> and this lady is like me at every Christmas with my grandma where she bought me this awful sweater. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's beautiful. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the terminology she uses is just that sort of that passive aggressive way too complimentary. Yeah. You know, like they get you the sweater like, oh my God, I've wanted this my whole fucking life. <laughs> yeah. So also this is the bit where like we see Mo, he's carrying shit to help build the mosque. And the guy's like, no, you shouldn't carry that. We'll carry that for you. And then Mo shakes his head. No. And POV. Don't you so strain good. your delicate profit body. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and now we get the call to prayer moment, which I don't know why they felt the need to lie about how the call to prayer came to place. <laughs> Cause the call to prayer sounds super weird. Even if you understand the context of it, but in, in this movie, it's just a guy who gets up on a wall and he's like, and they're like, oh yeah, he's telling us all to pray. And it's like, you sure he's not choking on Nickelodeon's gack? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, you're, you're telling me that was the call to prayer? Because that, that did not sound the same without two asshole shock jocks laughing over it the whole time. <laughs> 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 You're lucky they don't listen to this show, uh, right. no, I, or even I, their I, own. <laughs> and I also love uh, to 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 subtly underscore the um, the everyone's happy now narrative. We open the next scene with a little girl going to bed, turning to her mother and saying, "Mom, are we the happiest people that ever lived?" <laughs> subtle, 
subtle script. I wrote down, no, honey, that's the Buddhists and people who don't know about Twitter. (laughs) 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 The people from Norway. Um, Yeah, no, I'm like, you're sleeping on a floor, kid. No, clearly not. You're not even you're not even in the top quintile. (laughs) So, yeah. And and this is also where they renamed the city Medina. So it'd be easier for me to spell. Appreciate that. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, we cut back to the evil priest. They're like, man, all the fucking Muslims left. But hey, guess what? They left all their stuff. Let's go sell their stuff. They pile up all of the stuff that the Muslims left. It's like, it it doesn't tell you how many people it was, but it's hundreds or thousands of people who left. And all the things they left amount to pretty much the contents of a one bedroom apartment. And they're like, yes, we're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. They didn't even have to get the big U-Haul for this shit. No. (laughs) Yeah. I have more pug stuff in my one bedroom apartment (laughs) than they have all the stuff. (laughs) So... Yeah, so the Muslims, they hear about this, they go to see Muhammad, and there's this amazing whitewashing Muhammad scene where they're like, hey, Mo, we all know you are super anti-violence and all, but... um, (laughs) That's a lot of scratch. (laughs) Yeah, right, well, that's the thing, they've got nothing to really say here, but, you know, we could rob the fuck out of these people if we just killed them, huh? And Mo's like, yeah, okay. And Muhammad is like, on one hand, non-violence. On the other hand, all our Tupperware. I'm going to go with the Tupperware. (laughs) So, all right. So the the evil now, and of course, the evil priest hears that Muhammad's coming with literal highway robbery plans. Um, So the bad guys scrape together an army. And also, by the way, like, again, you, you know, your movie, you're making most of this shit up anyway. But in the movie, they admit they're like, okay, but then when Muhammad heard that we weren't going to outnumber their enemies 10 to 1, he was like, hey, guys, you sure you still want to do this? You know, they they have this like pushing out moment for Muhammad where he's like, okay, now we see a meeting where they're all like, I mean, you told us we need that God said we need to get it, which would mean and he's like, oh, oh, right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's uh, let's let's still go then. I guess. Um, sure, go forth and yeah. get that money, bitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. So now we get the first of three war scenes that are going to happen almost consecutively. Ooh, ooh. I take it back. I, this is my favorite scene. Oh yes, I love this scene so much. We have seen a lot of animated movies try to cover up their religious violence. But this is the best version of it because this movie just chose to make the violence blurry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's partially to cover up the fact that they're um that, that there's so much violence, but also to cover up the fact that the characters in the background are literally just peanuts dancing with swords. <laughs> oh, it was great. The the frame mate took a freaking drastic dip. And it was like watching one of those old adult swim shows that 13 people made. <laughs> like, yes. like they superimpose these people on a realistic background. Like I re- rewound and watched this scene a couple of times, like watching specifically in the background. And there are a couple of people in the background who are literally just flailing their arms like the inflatable yes, arm flailing right. man. Like <laughs> sword fighting no one and shit. It's so amazing. How did and they I run to- out of drawn swords? Right. Um, And also, like, we we can't. Okay, two and a half minutes does not seem like a long time 
when I just say two and a half minutes. But when you're watching blurry, out of focus, clang, clang, clang sword fights, two and a half minutes is an eternity. That was two and a half minutes. Are you serious? <laughs> this went on for two and a half minutes. And then finally, the bad guys are like, yeah, fuck, we should get out of here. This scene's getting boring. <laughs> They're like, we have to retreat. Our men are getting far too blurry. <laughs> so. <laughs> I also want to point out how terrible these people are at war. The fucking cavalry goes in. They have no archers to support them. The, the bad guys retreat. The uh, the good guys don't pursue them. Like, you guys suck at this shit. I bet you have to go to another war in the next scene, don't you? One guy literally <laughs> says Allah as he's killing somebody. And I thought I misheard. And I thought he said Haya. So I went back and no, he said Allah. That is the religion of peace right there. The Kung Fu Muslim. We got a whole new franchise. Wrote, Yay, the Muslims win. Something I did not think I would type. <laughs> <laughs> so, but meanwhile, Red Turban is super pissed. Apparently, Red Turban had told that army to turn back because they'd already gotten all of the Muslims shit. And, and they didn't because they wanted to fight Muhammad anyway. So now he's decided because they wasted so much money on that, that he's going to take every penny he has and use it to overthrow Muhammad. Yeah. And then I love this scene. He's like, he's only a man. And dude turns around and the fucking sickest burn he could think of. No, you're only a man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, that's what I meant though, that he's a man and I'm a man. You're not insulting me here. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, yeah, that's exactly how well written this fucking movie was. And I think, honestly, I don't think it's that the writers couldn't do better. It's like they couldn't do better without being better than the Quran, right? Like, so it's like, you know, the bar is fairly low for them. But so, yeah, so they run to Mo and warn him that Mecca has raised an army of 3,000 people to match their paltry forces of 700. And Mo's like, yeah, no, we got that shit. No, no worries. <laughs> they They didn't really have that shit. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah, something tells me they weren't outnumbered four to one in this coming battle. Um, but now it's time for a, a, another battle. Now, if you know Muslim history at all, you know that they lose this one. And you even know why, right? Because they talk about it quite a bit in the Quran. But if you don't know, it's going to clue you in real quick because the opening scene here is one of the generals and he's talking to a bunch of archers saying, OK, guys, look. If you puss out here, all of history is going to blame you entirely for this battle being lost, okay? <laughs> and they're like, so whatever uh -huh. you do, don't puss out. Uh huh. Got it. And run away. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so they chant so Allahu Akbar as they go into battle. And that's not be me being anti Muslim. That's what they do. This is the religion <laughs> of peace again. <laughs> religion of peace. Yeah. Yeah. So we get more blurry sword fighting for a minute and a half. Um, then, uh, uh, invisible bow guy dies. Han, uh, Hans, uh, Tari Hanzo dies in this part. <laughs> and, and of course, as the battle's going on, we cut back to those archers that, man, they, whatever they do, they better not leave or that'll fuck everything up. And so they leave. And Malik, of course, the main character is with him. He's like, guys, don't go. Remember, we're supposed to protect the rear, but they won't listen to him. And of course, just as they leave, the cavalry shows up at the rear and it's like 11 dudes on horses. I'm like, I don't think that's going to make a huge difference. And they start circling around the hill that the Muslims are on, like grad students circling around the last mini muffin at the lab meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at that because I just eat the last one and I'm just like, oh, did anybody? Oh, never mind. Too bad. I Too ate late it. now. <laughs> also, there's this moment. Okay. So, okay, weird diversion here. Uh, a big football fan. And for a couple of years there, I think it was Fox, decided that it would be a good idea to put a camera on the visor of the referee's 
uh, baseball cap, right? Oh Which was stupid God. because it's bobbling all up and down. You can't look at it for fucking anything. And it was a terrible idea. But one time there was this kick. It was a terrible field goal attempt that goes straight at this ref and hits him right in the face. And you think, oh my God, I hope that's the guy who was wearing the camera. And it was. And it was this <laughs> glorious fucking moment. And I got to relive that when we got the part where somebody throws a rock and hits Muhammad in the head. <laughs> And we see it in POV. Or baby Momo, he got rocked. <laughs> <laughs> he falls down. Well done. And they all think he's dead. So the other guy rides over, the like evil guy rides over and he's like, okay, so our gods are tied one to one. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, technically I know that's supposed to be how it works because we claimed that God did it when we won, but no, uh, no. Who is yeah, win? Right. Thousands of pagan gods or one Allah boy? Yeah, exactly. And I love that at the end of this scene, you get the end of Star Wars Episode Three like three times. No, <laughs> they literally did slow mo and deeper voices for the Muslims turning around yes. and looking at Muhammad, going, "No, you got a yes. rock to the head." <laughs> So, but but Muhammad is still alive. They're like, ah, your Muhammad is dead. And they're like, no, no, he's 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 doing fine. He's like standing up. He's like, I'm feeling much better, you know. And just when he was tragically on the anyways. weekend at Muhammad's, they're just like puppeting in the room. <laughs> 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 he's just waving, hands flopping left and, and right. And we would never know because we can't fucking see Muhammad. Yeah, right, right, exactly. All the humor's lost on us. It'd be great. Um, so, okay, so all the evil priests are celebrating, except the main priest who's still pissed off that Muhammad is still alive. So he has to gather a bunch of brand new characters to also conspire against Muhammad. And at this point, I need somebody to take the poetry book away from Red Turban. Oh, like, my I God. I desperately need that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like, what is this, the the 15th scene we've seen of them conspiring? And I'm like, do they have jobs? Do they do other yes. things <laughs> other than plot and do religious rituals? Like, how is this economy sustained in Mecca? Right? So, so yeah, so they, they, all the evil characters that we haven't met yet meet together in a secret cave and they make a secret pact. Um, and they all say a different evil bad guy cliche before pounding the table. <laughs> I was sad they didn't have any chess pieces to move across the board. Oh, right. That's <laughs> all we were missing there. Yeah. So, okay. So, but they raise an army of 10,000 people, which apparently sounded like a very big army back then. Um, and Muhammad finds out about this. So we cut to Muhammad and now... <laughs> Skinny Danny McBride is there. Uh, I have him guy. as I have him down as Doug Henning. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just, he's just porn stash in my notes. It's literally yeah, a guy with an '80s mullet, a stash, and he's wearing a denim vest with no shirt underneath. Yes, I'm like, did somebody write their gay uncle into this movie? What's going on here? <laughs> he does not belong. How amazing would it be if that was just Matthew McConaughey's voice? He was just like, well. <laughs> Tom's a flat circle. And you're just like, fuck, McConaughey did weird work before True Detective. We all forget that he was not as pot. He was just doing failure to launch. And then this, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's, it, and emaciated Danny McBride um, says, hey guys, I got this great idea. It's called Trenches. It's the craziest new thing in After whole somebody technology. somebody asked the prophet for advice. Well, right. Prophet's like, I don't fucking know. 
And then Danny McBride's like, oh, I got this one, Mo. Trenches. You'd think the conduit of God would have heard of trenches. See, they invented it before the world wars. Muhammad was ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they just didn't put people in them back then. So it, they dig trenches, or I'm sorry, they dig the Snake River fucking canyon. <laughs> <laughs> trenches the size um, of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they drink it all around their fucking city. So then the evil bad guys march on them and they're like, oh, my fucking God, a trench? Dude, <laughs> this is unprecedentedly brilliant. Why would anybody think of digging a hole where I want to walk? And they try to jump the trench and fail oh so many times. There's like eight. The ninth guy on a horse who jumps after seeing eight other guys miss. That's on him. Who's just like, yeah, my horse is going to make it. Oh, fuck. At a certain point, it's on the horses, right? The the, the, the military advisors are like, this is never going to work. And, and he's like, do it anyway. And they're like, but sir, and he's like, fire and fury is what I said. So, <laughs> but, but also, like, they keep jumping horses over here. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what do they think will happen if one of the horses finally makes it? <laughs> he's Steve the horse over here. Yes. <laughs> fucking climb down off the horse into the trench and then climb up the other side. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love to. And it shows them like uh, they try to fill in the trenches, but people are shooting arrows at him and everything. I'm like, yeah, you could have a shield. Um, <laughs> and apparently this keeps going for 30 days. Right. How big is their fucking army? Yeah, right. And why wouldn't you just climb over the pile of horse carcasses at a certain <laughs> point? Like, there, There's a quota. Like, okay, we're only going to let five guys jump to their deaths today because we got to conserve. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure we're going to have enough horses for June. So... <laughs> Yeah, and, and so we get the all the bad guys are conspiring, and the, the one guy's like, dude, I gotta say, like, this whole, like, Every day you ask people to jump their horses into a canyon and they all die. It's really fucking with morale. He's like, oh, oh, are they a bunch of pussies? Is that what it is? He's like, oh, they, it's, they, they don't. I love that his inspirational speech is, you're a man of words. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, I got a new plan. We don't do it five at a time. We all jump in. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Right, because his, his, his brilliant plan is he's like, all right, well, you leave me no choice. Let's just attack then. And he's like, the other guy's like, fuck, has that been an option all month? <laughs> we did not think right. of uh, just attack. Anyway, so, yeah, so inside the city, meanwhile, the, the Muslims are preparing for battle. We get this old man saying, here you go, hon. If we fuck this up, kill some people with these rocks before they rape you. Okay. Um, but she's scared because she's not a good enough Muslim. She doesn't trust in God enough. And he's like, don't be scared to die because if we die, we'll be together in paradise and you'll get to mm -hmm. watch me with my 72 virgins and I know how much you like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> right. So also, so before the, before we can get the battle to, I love, um, we have to have like sort of the parallel prayer battle yes. between oh Muhammad God. and Red Turban. Best fucking montage ever. <laughs> I love it because Mohammed's like, uh, Allah, I am a humble man. And the other guy's like, it cuts the other guy's like, hey, God, kill Muhammad. <laughs> He's like, That's great. That hey, guys, for these two are in opposition to each other. I just want to let you know, like, they're they're wishing for different things. Let's I didn't really know if spell that out. Didn't know if you knew. I wanted him to get like top each other's prayers like we see the pov and we see sweat beating down muhammad's eye holes just like push it to the <laughs> limit 
praying. <laughs> we actually don't get this. I think this is probably, as far as I can remember, it's actually not POV. It's like Muhammad is inside this thatch roof cottage and we see the outside of the cottage and it kind mm-hmm. of zooms in as he prays. And I was just imagining that Muhammad was the cottage and I just wanted to ruffle his little <laughs> hair on top of his head. <laughs> they had a little window you know, like, eyes. That explains why they wouldn't let him draw pictures of him. It's like, guys, if anybody finds out he's a cottage, they're gonna th- they're not going to take us seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and Trogdor is going to come and burn him down. It's going to be a bad time. <laughs> so... <laughs> And now it is time for the ultimate super duper epic final battle. Yeah, this is going to be great with lots of fighting and sword play and good animation. This would be like if at the Battle of Helm's Deep, all the orcs got diarrhea and left. It's <laughs> like, oh, why did we order Indian food for catering? Oh, oh no. <laughs> But what they're actually thwarted by is a fucking singing dust storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would expect a dust storm in the desert? It's another one of those miracles like that spider web. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. The dust storm is chanting Allahu Akbar and it comes and it yes! fucks up the Meccans and all of their pots and shit. We get like five shots of different <laughs> pots of water getting knocked over. Yes. Yeah, like, right. Like the big problem for these people is going to be like, yeah, we can win this bi- battle, but how the fuck are we going to boil water afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, so the army chickens, and I'm thinking to myself, hey, man, when when you're dealing with a trench in the desert, I'm thinking dust storm is your friend. (laughs) Right? Oh, how amazing would it be if Muhammad is just like, thank you, God, for saving us, and then the dust clears and it's just entirely filled, and he's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just bird God giving him the double fingers. Turns out the Jews were right. God damn it, it was the Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bird God. (laughs) <laughs> so we we get this this next scene now mo is telling us about his dream eli has no fucking idea what to do now <laughs> i gotta i don't know what he looks like i guess i just gotta <laughs> yeah, start right? nice hard i'll just <laughs> hang around preschools in saudi arabia and wait for the guy oh, that Jesus gets handsy Christ. it was at this point that i realized that throughout the entire movie the role of the Muslims has been to just kind of be the exasperated girlfriend of Muhammad. Like he's, he's yes. telling his dreams and they're like, okay, Muhammad. And then he's like, okay, let's go to war. And they're like, okay, Muhammad, whatever you say. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about Moses? You haven't told me about Moses, Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so what he's decided is he's like, you know what? Fuck the Meccans. I want to go to Mecca anyway. Let's take it over. And they're like, oh, he's coming on a peaceful pilgrimage. We can't kill him during a peaceful pilgrimage. And we're like, can't we just, though? Right. Get over it. So they so they extend a peace treaty, and then they explain what a peace treaty means for like six minutes. It's like, okay, so um, here's a peace treaty, which FYI means you can't attack us and we won't attack you. Yeah, right. And yeah, and they give that to us about three different ways so that we really get the deal here. So then we learn... That uh, you shouldn't attack people while they're praying and minding their own business. Muhammad. (laughs) (laughs) Someone comes and kills the Muslims while they're praying. Yeah, right. Because we have to be very clear. It was the other guys who broke the peace treaty. So now Muhammad can go in and he's perfectly justified in killing his way into controlling Mecca. 
Um, although this movie would have you believe he didn't kill anyone <laughs> on the way in. Let's like, <laughs> not listen to history, guys. And the horse, let's listen to this cartoon. And the horses in this scene fucking hate fire. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I, I mean that's that's pretty accurate to real life. I'll give him that. Well, but, but here's the thing, right? So they have the horse stomping out the fire for a while. And that's how it really goes. Like when you're trying to put out a fire, you think it's done and there's a little fucking ember. But we don't, it's a cartoon. We don't have to watch all that. We can have the horse just stomp four times. But the horse is like, oh, fuck. God damn, somebody get some water. And did, and did anybody else notice in the scene before this when the, the, the two like formerly evil guys are witnessing and it cuts to the POV that Muhammad's, eye, Muhammad's eyes have optical zoom? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the thermal scanning, but he's got something going. He's got at least something like going. Like normal eye shit. They go into the window of a preschool. Okay, next scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we cut to more bad guy priests in opulent rooms hating Muslims. I, I can handle six more. There's six more minutes in this fucking movie. I can introduce those scenes. Um, so, uh, but the very evilest priest, Red Turban, has come to speak with Muhammad because he knows Muhammad's coming to try to take over Mecca now. And someone has taken his poetry book away, which makes me deeply, deeply, deeply happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And he goes, he's like, hey, Muhammad, sorry about killing you, uh, I'm I'm a Muslim now, or at least I'll stop trying to kill you. And and there's this great moment. It goes, and the prophet said, "Peace and blessing upon him." And I wanted it so bad it'd be the prophet, peace and blessing upon him, said, "Fuck you." <laughs> he's he's seriously just kissing ass because he knows he's gonna get killed if he doesn't. And Muhammad is just a great guy because he decides not to kill them. Yeah, right. Like that's that's Muhammad's fucking like Jesus moment, right? His peaceful moment is like, I could kill you, but I didn't. See how I just stopped the murder right there? I'm a hero. Yeah. The guy's like, yeah, I'm totally a Muslim. You're totally the prophet. It's like me as a kid in church. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. believe it. Mm-hmm. Not just here because I have no choice. All right. So now we have. The scene where the like uh, the, the the evil priest came and said, "Okay, Muhammad, you can have the city because you know how that happens in war when they're just like, no, you don't have to attack. You can have it. It'll be peaceful." Um, so we have this scene where all of the Muslims are marching in and peacefully taking over the city and chanting Muslim shit. Don't forget that part. Yeah, uh-huh. I wrote in my notes. Paul Joseph Watson thinks this is a documentary about modern day Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly, clearly an allegory. I, I said we should clip this uh, uh, scene and send it to Trump on Twitter. Tell him it's Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> you see, so, you see that they're coming. So, and also, by the way, so what we're keep in mind that what we're like happily singing along to the little chirping. It's a small world after all. Birds are chirping along to the fucking ethnic homogenization of this city right they like they, they're, they're chucking out all of the old god statues from the temple they're like tearing down all of the pagan shit they show them blowing up some old buddha statues <laughs> jesus they're just building a pipeline over an indian graveyard so yeah so now we finally we and you know that that ends the whole fucking story, whatever. So we can finally flash back to the narrator that was telling the story no, no, to begin no, it's with. It's not a flashback; it's a water ripple effect back to oh, the well, present you, time. You, oh, <laughs> right, yes, yes. Thank you. It's one step above Spider-Man symbol, just spinning in and then spinning back <laughs> out. Yeah. So and, and yeah, but we learned that Saudi Arabia would be peaceful forever after that. 
And and then the dad, like Malik, finishes the story. He's like, and then the prophet died. And the other guy is like, well, you, you want to tell him about the part where he fucked a nine-year-old? No, no. no. The prophet then died. My Do you want to tell him about that other my, battle nope. where they just enslaved nope. the My daughter's going to give you her sheep. Take my daughter's sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's over. Anyway, and then we get a little best of montage, and then we get the, the these names are all bullshit credits. <laughs> <laughs> The, the director's name is Richard Rich. Yeah, yeah right. That's sure it real. is. There's also some character named Jom. I don't know who the fuck that was, but he was played by an actor named Mark Hunt. And I was like, God damn it. So close. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, a euphemism for FGM. Uh, Mark. <laughs> anyway. oh. <laughs> All right. Well, then, unfortunately, I got to. I got to end it there now. God damn it. Does somebody have like a non-FGM joke to close this on? No. Uh, Eli wants to okay, fuck a child. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. So the whole peacefully entering Mecca thing might have been a little exaggerated. Kind of ignores the fact that three columns entered Mecca. Only two did so without going through armies along the way. I mean, by the time they got there, they didn't kill anyone. Sure. Anyway, also, it conveniently omits the Battle of Hunain, I think it is, that came afterwards where the Muslim killed untold thousands and took at least 6,000 prisoners. Kind of fucks up the whole, uh, you know, Muslim, uh, Muslim religion of peace kind of narrative. So to close things off tonight, I ask you this. What other violent atrocities would you like to see remade into cutesy cartoons? OK, this, this is a little a little weird, a little hard to imagine. So hang with me here. It would be so weird if they did this movie, but they did it for the Native American genocide, but they make it sound like both sides made mistakes and they just needed to learn to respect one another. But they totally changed the end of the story so that instead of hundreds of thousands of people being slaughtered and the survivors having their homes and their cultures and their languages and their lives deliberately destroyed by foreign invaders, it ends with a white guy and a Native woman symbolizing the union of the two groups by falling in love and getting married. And oh my God, that's Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have uh, the MythCon episode of the Gaytheist Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, a cartoon version of our appearance at Edinburgh, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Very similar answers. Very similar answers to those last two. Actually, all three of them were pretty similar. Let's face it. Reasons um, I should have uh, killed myself if I was brave. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, Callie, Ari, can't thank you enough for suffering alongside us tonight. You even knew what you were getting into this time and still did it. Uh, so... If our listeners want to hear more from you, uh, where should they go? You can hear us on the Gaytheist Manifesto. We are wherever podcasts are found, iTunes, Stitcher, all of that fun stuff. Uh, TheGaytheistManifesto.com, at TheGaytheist on Twitter, and all of that fun junk. Just just Google gay and, shit and we'll come up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do not, not as fast Google as you think, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely yeah, Google, Google gay, gay shit. shit. Definitely. Don't listen to Eli on that one. All right. Well, well, that's going to do it for our review of Muhammad, the last prophet. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to rope you back in for more. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. The moment of truth. We're finishing up the trilogy. Oh, I see. So like the little 30 minute movie that we had to do, we're going to save for uh, for when Heath gets back. But the 90 minute cartoon monstrosity of a piece of shit we we inflict uh, on, to be fair, on guests. At the speed that Heath works his way through movies, it will take him the same time as <laughs> with The Last Prophet. 
You seem awful confident he doesn't listen to the ones he's not on. Um, you're wrong. His name so with is- that to look for. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. He can he can bleep it out if he hears it. Beep. <laughs> no, I have to bleep it out now. Thank you, Eli. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 126 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Callie and Ari for hanging out with us tonight. Again, if you want to hear more from check the show notes for this episode. And in every bit, is huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, The Skeptocrat, and Citation Needed available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slatnik of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard during another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. And Callie was murdered in her sleep. <laughs> The mountain goat that Muhammad so graciously saved from the thicket that one time had its throat brutally slit as it was sacrificed in a Muslim ritual. Aisha's bath time scene is only available if you rent this in Japan. Eli double-checked his address wasn't anywhere public on the internet. Just, you know, in case. Kelly was ahead of me at a certain point. I don't know how you get ahead of me on that. You but go yeah. rogue. That's how you do it. Yes. I'm my own fucking I think person, I, Noah. Yeah, I think you, you know, she heard Ari talking all the kind of shit about like breaking expectations. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try that shit out. I'll see how it works. <laughs> Ari's a role model. Woman in a lot I am of ways. muse. Yeah. Sorry, Morgan. We got a rebel without a cause up in this bitch. Rebel without a pronoun. <laughs> hey, hey, Eli. Hey, Eli. Fuck you. <laughs> I have a pronoun, it's just not the one you think it is. Okay, let's do the show. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright 2018, all rights reserved.